Good evening, and welcome to a very special edition of the JMU Sports Blog Podcast. I'm Todd. Todd, I'm joined as always by my buddy Rob. What's up, Rob? Hey, how's it going, everybody? <laughs> I think everybody's doing exceptionally well this week. Yeah, it a bit is. of an adrenaline rush the past 24 hours. <laughs> it sure is. We are welcoming back the return of ESPN's College Game Day to our beloved quad at James Madison University this week. Um, we're really excited for the show tonight. We will try not to run on too, too long tonight, but we do have a lot of great content tonight and a lot of great news this week. Um, first, we're going to have a guest tonight on the podcast, our very first guest. Um, we are thrilled to welcome JMU's color commentator this year on the Madison broadcast, Bennett Conlon, to the podcast. So we'll have him on in a little while. We are also, for the very first time, um, brought to you by Pale Fire Brewing Company out of Harrisonburg, Virginia. We're so excited to, have, to welcome Pale Fire to the JMU SV community. <laughs> it's, it's what a world we live in. Um, <laughs> right. And lastly, before we um, get started, we did want to mention it's Duke Club Week this week. Uh, obviously, the JMU Duke Club, the uh, athletic fundraising arm of JMU, um, it must be thrilled. This was, I think, Duke Club Week was planned in advance, and little did they know this would turn out to be a, a monster week. And for those of you already in the Duke Club, we do know that you get double bones for your root and rewards for giving them new member tips. So if you recommend a new member a friend, or if you get a new friend a friend to uh, join the Duke Club this week, I think it's $50 at the $50 level or above. You get double rewards this week. So, and then, of course, before we get started, we want to ask you all to follow us along with all the other wonderful JMU media out there this week on our Facebook page at JMU Sports Blog and obviously on Twitter, where we will spend most of this week. We also, before we, before we forget, I think a lot of people noticed today, we have what we think is our best shirt yet. So we do have an awesome new t-shirt. It is a... Uh, Reese Davis quote, the father of the Constitution, mother of all game day crowds, uh, t-shirt this week. And this week it is brought to you by Breaking Tea. That's breakingtea.com. And uh, Breaking Tea is a company that their new CEO is a JMU alum and an old friend of ours. And these are not going to be your uh, dad's 100% cotton teas anymore. This is a pretty sweet faded purple <laughs> uh, awesome new t-shirt. So we're really excited about all that stuff this week. So we're going to start right off the bat by welcoming our guest. So to this show, we're welcoming Bennett Conlon. Bennett is a sports communication practicum student uh, doing the color commentary for the Dukes this year. As you guys know, the last quite a few years, at least, uh, Kurt Dudley, who's the, the main play-by-play guy for the Dukes for many sports and just generally the all-around greatest Duke ever, um, with apologies to Lee Fitting, uh, has, <laughs> has a... Uh, has a student in his practicum um, do the color and a lot of the other game day work. Bennett this year has just been awesome on the broadcast. For those of us that are big fans and have been paying attention to this for the last couple of years, he seems to be someone who's really plugged in, um, certainly understands the game, the program, what's going on, seems to do a lot of homework before he gets started. Um, Bennett is is the online managing editor at The Breeze, and he's a senior management major with a sports communication minor. So welcome to the podcast, Bennett. Thank you. Excited to be on. <laughs> We're really excited to have you. Um, I think the hardcore JMU fans will be pretty, pretty excited that we somehow managed to find the color, <laughs> color commentator for the Dukes. Definitely a pretty impressive snag. I've got all of 
80 Twitter followers. So pretty impressive first guest for sure. Right. So oh, you yeah, guys helped Bennett out this week. Yeah. Yeah. Help him out. Give him a follow. Um, I think people really came to appreciate you when we were forced to watch that miserable ESPN three broadcast. I think the wonders oh. of Madison really shown through yes. um, that situation. That was rough. That was rough for sure. It yeah. was, but uh, just to get us going, but, uh, Bennett being a student on campus, what's the buzz been like, you know, since the announcement was made yesterday, is it, is it something people are talking about or is it still just the news still creeping out? Definitely something that people are talking about. The buzz is pretty good. It's fairly calm so far, just being Monday and all. Uh, I think it's definitely going to ramp up once the buses come. I think that really changes everything when that bus has that immediate welcome. So I'm looking forward to that as kind of the thing that sets off more of that excitement. Oh, that's... Were, were you a part of that last time when it came through? I mean, that was nuts. That the whole week, I think everybody was kind of looking forward to like, oh, it's going to be a big crowd. But then when the bus turned out, the videos and you know national publications picked it up. Was that coordinated by the by the students, or did the school put that together? I know the school had mentioned when the bus was coming and kind of plugged it a little bit, but I think most people that went were just like, oh, yeah, we'll see the bus drive up and see what happens from there. But just the amount of people that showed up, I didn't know the band was going to be there. I mean, that was just insane. So I think people were more expecting the bus to pull up and not this monumental scene, which was just insane. Yeah, that was a also I, I think we know that that was a – JMU Sports Marketing's own Taylor Dewey with the idea to uh, <laughs> pass out streamers that night to throw over the bus, which was obviously an awesome visual. So, that was genius idea. Yeah, I'm sure Taylor will be coming up with more stuff this week. Um, Bennett, before we get too hardcore into game day, um, what's it like working with Kurt Dudley? It's, it's kind of surreal a little bit sometimes, just because Kurt's broadcasting voice is so different than like when he's talking to you in person. So oh. the first game against... East Tennessee State, he's having a conversation with me, and then it's normal, and he just kind of switches over to, like, and brought to you by the JMU Alumni Association. It's just like <laughs> the, the way he switches to that broadcasting voice is just unbelievable. It definitely puts the pressure on knowing that you're going up against that when he's just so polished. Right. And I'm just kind of talking there like, yeah, we ran the ball well last week, so oh, that's definitely <laughs> tough to compete with that. Well, it's great to hear the uh, legend – is matched by the reality. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Um, did you need to like audition? How did, how did you even get selected to do it? No. So I did. Um, well, he knew that I knew a fair amount about the program. And then I did um, broadcasting over the summer with the Harrisonburg Turks. Oh, cool. So he was, he was working there. And then one night he just kind of stopped me and was like, Hey, would you like to do football color? And obviously I'm not going to be like, no, I'm good. So I <laughs> ex- accepted that on the spot and was pretty excited about that opportunity. That's awesome. Harrisonburg Turks, that's the wooden bat college league, right? In the Valley? It is. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're a little rough this year, but good experience. <laughs> no, this is, I shouldn't tell a story tonight, but the year I was supposed to have graduated and had to stay and take an extra summer class. <laughs> um, and somehow insanely, I ended up working the door at what is now O'Neill's at, and was the Biltmore grill. And uh, yes, the Turks team and their coaches used to come in and, <laughs> they had a rowdy summer, the summer of 90, <laughs> summer of ninety nine. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, Bennett, what's the like? Is there something really cool you've gotten to do already through the Breeze or Madison uh, or or the Madison stuff? I have had some cool stuff, so mostly Breeze related. I covered the national title last year, so they had me in the press box for that one. Oh, that's cool. Orig- originally, the press box was too full. And they put me on this weird press thing that was like in the stands. It was just like a wooden table in the stands. And I've got like three JMU fans next to me all like pounding back beers. And I'm like, 
All right, well, this is going to be a fun time. <laughs> but then they eventually added or they, like, found another seat in the press box. I guess somebody didn't show, which didn't really make sense considering a national championship. I'm not really sure what happened there. But they ended up getting me a spot, so I wasn't out there in the frigid Texas weather. So that was <laughs> <laughs> exciting. Yeah, it wasn't so bad for those of us who were drinking those beers, but I would imagine exactly, if you're yeah. trying to work the game in the 20s. Right, yeah. probably wasn't. Yeah. Once the beer's beers. thawed out, oh my gosh, <laughs> right. my toes are still cold from that game. No. Um, do you have anything special going on for Madison this week? Like, I know obviously there's going to be a lot of probably JMU video and social content. Right. I'm sorry um, about that. Anything special going on for for your broadcast? Oh, uh, we actually don't get it this week. Oh Dang yeah, it. wait, this one, this yeah, one's televised. Yes, yeah, the CBS Sports Digital one. So we lose out on the game day broadcast unfortunately oh this is the ofi- i forgot this is the official caa game of the week this week yeah, they they nailed that one down just the one game of the week but nice week to pick it sure was yeah they definitely did I, did oh I that's see- good so, so you can participate more so you can be down on the quad and you're not going to be as as schedule cluttered up with a uh, game day activities that's kind of good yeah i'm pretty excited to have the fan opportunity senior year at game day not a Bad weekend to have it. No, no. not at all. Schedule, schedule worked out well, that one. <laughs> it did. Yeah. Hey, Bennett, so one kind of general question about this, um, even before this week with game day, you know, have you noticed, like, so you're a senior now, so you've been yeah. through, Yeah. you know, you were here for Withers and now right. Houston, right? So right. they've been good, reasonably good every year you've been there. But, like, what do you think about the students? Like, did the fan base change after the championship last year? Like, do you feel like this year is different than I think it, past years? Yeah, I think it's a little bit better. I think it definitely grows kind of with the, the younger classes as the program sort of builds up that reputation. Mm-hmm. But there's also still when you're playing a team, and you're like in the Norfolk State game, it's kind of hard to convince people to stay for that game when you're up as many points as they're up. So I think it's improving, but it's, I mean – it's hard to keep people in the stands sometimes when you're up by so much. It sure is. And uh, I guess just a general team question on the yeah. actual football field. You know, what do you, do you think? What do you think at this point in the season? We're five games in. Uh, last year they were just adjusting to Coach Houston. Where do you think the team is relative to this time last year? I personally think they're better. I know a lot of people would disagree with that, but I think they're a better team this year. I think there are a lot of things like offensively that people have sort of complained about, but I mean, you get last week, Jonathan Klusterman, he set out with an illness. You have John Miller didn't play. So you get two, I think the best receiving options on the team that don't play at Delaware. You also have Klusterman who suspended the first two games. Mm-hmm. Terrence all suspended the first four <laughs> games. So people are kind of wondering what's wrong with the offense. I think part of it is the best players just haven't been on the field all that much and the Carden Johnson injury, obviously, but, with where the defense is right now, I think overall the team's in a really good spot. It is good to hear. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you have any – we were just wondering. I mean, I don't know if, if you do or not or, or have anything you can share. Yeah. But do you have any particularly good, like, coach or player stories that people might not know about? I've got some. I have some Withers ones that I will keep close to the vest. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I had one. I interviewed uh, Tyree Chavis or after the <laughs> Sam Houston State game last year. So he was just a freshman in that game, and he talked about kind of how the Sam Houston State D-line wasn't as good as JMU's, like, practice squad defensive line. And oh. I was like, all right, well, these are great quotes. So I obviously put those in the story. <laughs> I had a chance to, to run into Tyree over the summer at a party, and I introduced myself, and he was like, wait a second, you're the kid who got me banned from interviews. And I was like, what? <laughs> and apparently, so the coaches read that piece, and they're like, hey, Tyree, no more interviews the rest of the postseason. 
You're done. So I inadvertently got him kicked out of the interview. Guys. Oh, that is an awesome story. <laughs> yes. And our buddy, Mike Evangelista, who could tell you every guy on the roster's talent level, um, <laughs> will be so excited to hear that about the uh, backup defensive lineman from last year. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah that was a good one. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts about Villanova? I, I assume you haven't done as much prep since you're not calling this game, but Villanova is yeah. a – very, very strong defensive team, kind of struggling offensively due to some injuries of their own and some missing players, but definitely a tough out. Uh, what are you thinking going into this game? Yeah, I think it's going to be kind of similar to the last, last couple, the one against Spain, the one against Delaware. Just Villanova is so good defensively, as you mentioned, but also kind of lacks a little bit offensively. So I definitely think that it'll be kind of a close game early on, but I do think it'll be JMU in the end, especially in that second half. And I also think it helps – um, that Houston's trying to keep them away from game day as opposed to some massive, like, helmet reveal or anything of that nature. Definitely don't see that happening. So yeah. yeah that'll, that'll be helpful. I'm much more confident that it won't be a distraction this time. So um, yeah. are you telling me the head coach is not going to use college game day as a three-hour interview for another job? <laughs> <laughs> Party in the end zone. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't think so. Okay. That's I wouldn't awesome. think so. Well, specifically on game day, and we know you're yes. not working the game this week, but right, being right. a sports comm minor and in the practicum program, um, are you or any of your classmates going to get to do anything cool or, or sort of be around the game day set? We know last time like a bunch of right. students got to kind right. of be involved and see behind the scenes and stuff. Yeah, so a lot of the ESPN availability, I believe, is Friday, but I think we're letting the sports editors take that, so I probably won't do too much. I did have a few really cool – uh, chances in 2015, I met Lee Fitting and Samantha Ponder. So those were both very cool experiences that we got hooked up through JMU. There was also one on the quad on Saturday. I was hanging out with my roommate on the steps of Wilson Hall when we were having a couple girls take a photo of us, just, you know, get that Instagram pic or whatever. And Reese Davis came in and photobombed, which would have been an amazing photo, but the girl stopped. Didn't take the photo and was like, oh, this weird guy interrupted. And I was like, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> so I missed out on that one. I was a little bit salty for a while, but got over it. That's funny. Yeah. So on the game day part specifically, we talked about the students and how they're interacting with the program generally. But, do, I mean, do you think people are, like, more excited, less excited? You know? I think it's, I think it's pretty similar, but I think it's going to be – I think it might be a better turnout. I think it's going to be pretty – intense once the bus comes and all that stuff happens i had a class today i'm taking like a wind competition class which don't ask me why but i'm somehow in there we're building like a wind turbine and the guy was the teacher at the end of class is like oh there's also this opportunity saturday from 9 30 a.m to 4 p.m to go to this wind summit and the whole (laughs) class just like burst out laughing uh i think we got some plans at that time so i mean i think pretty much everyone's gonna make an appearance at least from the people i've talked to so I think the excitement should be pretty big coming in the next few days. Oh, that's really great to hear. Oh. I, I already saw on Twitter that a couple of professors canceled exams. Um, wow. Somebody, wow. Had a, somebody had an exam, a history professor, I guess, one of the ones on the quad, and he said there's no way he'll be able to concentrate on Friday afternoon, so he's postponing it and canceling class for the day. That is Which impressive. Is, yeah, it is. It is. I like that. Yeah. It never, these things never make professors happy, but <laughs> I, I guess they're getting on board given that – what did the study say last time? We got like so many million dollars of free advertising for the school. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. Um, Bennett, we wanted to touch on one last thing with you too. Um, you know, the breeze has, 
I mean, for lack of a better term, kind of been kicking ass this year on the sports coverage. I feel like you guys have been, they've been really plugged in to what's going yeah. on with the program and really, you know, sort of aware of all this peripheral media of which I guess we are a very small part, <laughs> right? But I, it feels like it's been much more, I don't know what to say, just kind of on point with where the fan base is at this point. Um, is there, you know, is that something you guys have worked on? And then, you know, is there, does the Breeze have any special plans on how they're going to cover this week and the game day experience? Yeah, so to answer the first question, mm -hmm. um, Matt Wyrick was one of the sports editors last year with myself, and now he's the editor-in-chief, and I'm the online managing editor. So I think part of it is that we're just kind of sports-focused all the time, so we're constantly pitching ideas. And then Kevin Haswell and Sammy Cristatello, our two sports editors, are both very in tune with the program, so that definitely helps. And then as far as the plans to cover it, we had created a Google Doc last week full of ideas. Um, some people were kind of skeptical still that we were going to get it. Right, so were we. Like, yeah, but I was like, hey, we're making the Google Doc anyway. It's not that much effort. So we've got a solid Google Doc, 10 or 15 story ideas in addition to photos and just normal game coverage. So we've got some good stuff there. I'm looking into a ticketing story because I know a bunch of students were trying to sell their tickets, which is just not the greatest move in the world. But no. yeah. <laughs> not, a, not a huge fan of that personally. But no. neither, neither was Jamie Sports, judging yep. from Twitter yeah, today. Some of the stuff <laughs> they're sending out about people getting banned and so on yeah. and so forth. Yeah, they shut that down pretty quickly. So I'm talking to some people within the ticketing office tomorrow. So hopefully I'll have something on that. And then I tried to uh, reach out to students over Facebook and be the ones who were posting and like trying to sell tickets. But I think none of them really wanted to talk to the breeze reporter about how they were trying to sell their tickets, which I guess <laughs> makes sense. Yes. So I probably should have thought that out before messaging like eight people, but Hey, yeah. this, some, is, lose some. Yeah, this is one of those that's easy for 40 year old guys to say, but you know, when, when, thinking back to when we were students and didn't have money but uh it, it is hard to you know like you're only going to get so many of these chances and like for that hundred bucks you got to think about whether it's really worth it i guess so, yeah, I, yeah i agree i mean whatever yeah. buy, buy cheaper beer mooch off your friends for a weekend or <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> fine. oh yeah some people are definitely excited about that business venture as they were calling it i guess Oh, Getting man. those t tickets early, trying to make a little cash. The yeah. tens of dollars they could make. <laughs> yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. Well, it is awesome that so many games are sold out already this year. I think this game and the Richmond game are both sold out, and homecoming's pretty darn close. Yeah, that's that's really nice to see the, the fans getting in there. The Richmond game in 2015 when game day came was just unreal. I think there were some people who might have thought that you had to like buy a ticket to go to game day too, which helped. Oh, yeah. answer. I didn't really know what was going on, but hey, they <laughs> showed up and made it loud, so I was... I was a fan of that game, even though the defense did a whole lot of nothing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that, that was, was one game. of the loudest games. That was we thought that was the loudest game at the new Bridgeport. Um, I, I think App State will always be the loudest game ever. But that Richmond game, until the third or fourth quarter, those third downs were fantastic, and hopefully we can match that again this year. Yeah, so, that was awesome. That'd yeah, be great yeah. to see. And maybe get a stop on third down this time. Yeah, the crowd was great on third down. I wouldn't <laughs> say much about Coach Withers' defense, but uh, the yeah, crowd they, was great. They ran for like 800 yards, threw for 1,000 more. It was, yeah. it was rough. It is. Yeah, that was, that was a tough game. But, yeah. but a fun day, nonetheless. Yeah, I, think, sure. I, think this day, I think this Saturday will be just as much fun, if not more fun, on the quad. Um, but I'm, I'm more optimistic going into the game than I was back in 2015. Definitely same here. Have to yeah. agree. 
Good. Well, Bennett, did you have anything else you wanted to ask us or, or share with JMU Nation out here? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I have anything off the top of my head. I will give a shout-out. Last week I had mentioned a potential Youngstown, Youngstown State appearance, and everybody was kind of getting on me, ragging on Ohio. Yeah. So Lee, Lee Fitting did say that there was that was high on the list, so give myself a little pat on the back for that one. Yeah, and, and, and on that note, I should probably apologize because I went off saying there was no way they'd ever go to Youngstown, Ohio. And <laughs> what do I know? They were going to Youngstown, Ohio if it wasn't for um, the way that game turned out. So I, I would have been some major crow. I think you set it up nicely, though. You gave a nice little, you know, no offense to the people of Ohio, but <laughs> well, nobody's like, going there. Yeah, well, I like Ohio. There's nothing wrong with Ohio, but I just I did not see that happening um, for any number of reasons. I thought if it was at home for North Dakota State, they would have done it. But you know what? In many ways, that's encouraging. I think it's cool that they're clearly picking an FCS game of the game of the year sort of thing and trying to branch out to new campuses. I think it's awesome that we're getting it twice, but in some small way, I think I'd be not just as excited, but I would be pretty excited to see another FCS school get a chance just because mm-hmm. it's been such a fantastic experience for our fan base. I'd love to see them kind of share the wealth. So maybe Youngstown will get it next year or maybe who knows, you know, a Patriot league school or something, but I definitely think it's cool the way they're spreading it out. And I guess I'm, I'm happy not to be eating crow this week. <laughs> for sure. And a, a big thank you to South Dakota, the best, football team and all the Dakotas for getting that yes. victory over Youngstown State. That's right. So. Vermilion, South yeah. Dakota. <laughs> well yes. done. Yes. Yes. No, well, I think actually Lee Fitting is the one who said it best. It, he was like, this isn't a top 25 show. It's a college yeah. football show. And, you know, people forget that sometimes. And sometimes it takes a, a an Iowa State win and a South <laughs> Dakota Coyotes win to get game day back at your school. Yeah. You know. So, so much going on behind the scenes there. I know. Well, Bennett, we can't thank you enough. This has been awesome. Your stories are hysterical. Hopefully you will get a better shot with Reese Davis this year. Yeah, so. fingers crossed that they would actually just push the button there and get that photo for me. But. Yeah, yeah. Find us. We'll take the photo on Saturday. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, but um, thank you so much for being on. Yeah. And we certainly look forward to uh, touching base with you this weekend down in the Berg. For sure. Awesome. Appreciate it. Have a good one, guys. Thanks, yeah. Bennett. Well, that was fantastic. We are so thankful for to Bennett Conlon for coming on. Um, he's just done a great job on the games. I think you guys notice he is chiming in like a pro as a color commentator with Kurt on the broadcast. So this has just been a great year um, for that part of the broadcast on Madison. Um, we are going to do, moving on, we are going to get back to the regular podcast here, and we are going to do four quick downs on Villanova. We won't be quite as long as normal because we don't have a game to review. Rob, do you want to take first down this week? Yeah, this little different, you know, going with the preview. Mm-hmm. Um, so my, my first thought, and I think it's probably not that unique, but my, my first thought is around distractions. Mm-hmm. Um, we touched on it with, with Bennett. There were a lot of distractions last time. Um, we don't want to get into the Everett Withers bashing. I mean, the, the guy did a lot of good for JMU, particularly – Sure in did. the area of creating a lot of hype and some excitement. Um, and quite a bit of talent on the roster. Quite a bit of talent. I mean, the guy, it, he was right for Jamie at the time. Um, unfortunately, I think looking back, really got more excited about game day than, <laughs> than some coaches might. And the team was, was ill-prepared. Sure. Um, you know, it, it's difficult to say. Looking back, we can say, oh, I shouldn't have done that, shouldn't have done that. But having the whole team up there for the helmet review, it just there was way too much going on. Um, I've been very pleased with Houston's quotes this week and the story. Greg Madia, Greg Madia did a terrific story today talking about how 
JMU's prepared for this. And Houston said he addressed it yesterday. Didn't want to get too far ahead of it, but felt like he had to start talking about yesterday. And this is a this is kind of a business trip, even though it's a home game. I mean, they're mm-hmm. treating this like it's purely about the game. Um, game day coming, as Houston said, is awesome for us as fans, for alums, for the school, for recognition. But if not treated the right way, it can really mess things up. Uh, I'm just so much more confident that Houston and the team are going to use this as a motivator rather than as something to get in the way of, of getting that W on Saturday. I think that's a great point. And I'm certainly, I think we're all excited to see that this week. Um, one thing I think for me, for second down, um, one thing we should talk about a little bit is, is injuries and, and not just to JMU, but Villanova's had quite a few injuries, very similar to some of the big ones that JMU has had. Um, they're going to be missing their, this quarterback that started, I think, the last couple seasons and started the season this year, uh, but Narchik is out with an injury, and they'll be continuing to start uh, freshman quarterback Jake Shatilich. Yeah, re- replacing replacing one name I can't say for, with another. Yeah, but Narchik for Shatilich. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, but they're also missing their, um, I think, the conference defensive player of the year was one of their defensive backs who's already out for the season, unfortunately. And, of course, Villanova's had a, you know, Maybe their biggest place they've had turnovers at the head coaching spot where they moved from longtime coach Andy Talley, that seemed to be uh, who was a fixture in the CAA and really has done some great work off the field with his Be the Match program. And this year, his longtime assistant took over as head coach Mark Ferrante. And it'll be interesting to see if there's any differences from what we've seen from Villanova. There probably won't be. I don't imagine we'll see much different than their unusual defense that is always cause always causes problems for everybody in the conference. So, but I think you know no excuses from JMU on the injury or illness front this week. Uh, Villanova has as much has had as much you know tough luck as JMU has so far this season. So it's just time to go out and have a good CAA game. Oh yeah, I mean it, in addition to the quarterback, I mean Ryan Bell, very talented weapon offensively, mm-hmm. is tight end. He's out. Um, I think they've got a running back who's out. So they're definitely banged up, but. They're still a very good team. They beat Maine thirty-one to nothing. They did, um, that, and that was just a dominating performance. Um, I guess this just leads into to my my what was it third down? Yeah, yeah. Tough to keep track all the way, <laughs> all the way up to three. Um, I guess for me, the matchup is the, the JMU offensive line versus Nova's front seven. Mm-hmm. JMU's offensive line. Some weeks it's been fantastic. You know, East Carolina it was opening up holes you could you could drive a truck through. Um, other times it's been a little bit shaky, you know, mm-hmm. some injuries up front, but Nova's front seven is ridiculous. I mean, thus far, they've only given up 300 rushing yards on the season, um, 170 rushing attempts, 300 yards. That's 1.8 yards per carry. Mm-hmm. I and mean, that, that is like, that's some 85 bears type defense, you know, that, yeah. that is no joke. So this is going to be a fun matchup to watch, but like Bennett was saying, this is a lot like the past two weeks. We face some really strong defensive teams. But this is taken up a whole nother level. This Nova defense is no joke. And if JMU can can establish the run early, it's going to be very good um, and really, really do some good things and really give fans a ton of confidence going through the end of the stretch run. If JMU is able to run and move the ball against this Nova defense, that'll, that's just a tremendous good, tremendous good sign uh, for the rest of the year. Yeah, it's, it's huge. And I think, like you were saying, I mean, Coach Houston last year, I, I don't think there's any doubt if the people that have been paying close attention to what Coach Houston had to say about all the games last year, I think in his mind, the win at Villanova last year 
was the biggest win of the season last year. Um, he felt like that game was was a really tough. I mean, he knew going in and, and all the way through that that was a tough one. That's the day when Brian Shore went down and Cole Johnson came in and the Dukes hung on and, and won a really tough game, 20-7. to seven, that, that, that score doesn't do it justice for how tight of a defensive battle that was. I, I think that's the day the defense really made its mark. It was. The defense was trending up. Mm-hmm. You know, pretty much the entire second half last year. But that was a game that the defense kind of had to win on its own. Um, Cole Johnson stepped in, did, did a fine job. Sure. Um, and back up. But the offense was not able to get it done. Um, even with Shore in there, the offense wasn't really lighting up the scoreboard like they had. And the defense came up with a couple turnovers, a couple big stops. And from that point on, it was just – it was like a totally different team. Yeah. That, that was – it was a big one last year, and it'll be a big one this year for sure. Yeah. Um, my fourth down is, is, is sort of a fan focused one. Um, we gave the Duke club some credit earlier for, uh, lucking into Duke club week being on college game day week. Um, the athletics promotions team, however, had set this game as a whiteout. I think that they had hopes for the televised CAA <laughs> game of the week. This would be the game they could, they could do their big whiteout thing. The team's going to be wearing the all white this week, uh, which will be great for the team, but as fans, and of course you're going to have all these fans coming back and being very excited. We just want to say, and not to put down the whiteout, but unless JMU puts out shirts or something, don't worry about it. Like, wear your purple, wear your white, wear your gold, whatever you want. Um, just have fun. It's not <laughs> worth like, and just don't make a big deal. Like, and, and just yeah. bring two shirts. Bring yes. two shirts. Wear yes. whatever you want. It, think of it as two different events. Yes. Like right. I'm going to wear purple to to game day sure i'll hopefully wear one of our new shirts and you know be out there and yeah. have fun wearing purple I'll, I'll pack another shirt it's not that it's a t-shirt people right. you know grab a backpack throw it in your cooler whatever you know it's not that big of a deal that's right um so that that takes us through the four downs we are going to give you a little uh special treat here so from our own experience at game day in 2015 we're going to do a few old man do's and don'ts for game day from our own past experience Rob, do you have any that you want to start us with? Oh, just if you're old, just own it. I mean, like, show up with coffee, not with beer. Um, have a beer or two in the morning, but 8 o'clock in the morning, if you're a 40-something like us, you can't drink like you used to. Um, truth be told, it wasn't that cool when you used to anyway. Right? <laughs> have a coffee, have a nice beer, but if people start pounding, God bless. We saw some friends last time who were good folks, but... You know, by by ten thirty, they they really had kind of ruined the game experience. That's right. um, leave that to professionals. The, the college students can do it. Don't try to hang. You know, if you can't hang, drink tang or just just drink coffee. And <laughs> a couple good beers is better than than ten or twelve, you know, bad beers and missing the game. Yes. And uh, to I guess um, go the other way with that. If you're going to drink those good beers, you can always do the old man trick of. If you got the kids, you got a bottom of a stroller for, yes. for a reason. Right? <laughs> so <laughs> that was my move for a couple of years there. Right. Put that bottom that of the stroller thing. can be lined with good beers and there can be diapers over top. Um, yeah. You can bring your coffee tumbler, you know, your big coffee mug after you finish your coffee. Um, that's a good way to get through game day. Yeah. I'd also say uh, bring a bag. I don't know. The weather's supposed to be pretty, pretty good this year, maybe even a little better than last time. But it is funny. I think we both got up there at you know eight o'clock or so last time, and it was you know pretty cold. And 
it, it was there's a lot of change. I mean, it's, you forget it's like a whole day of being outside. So bring all your different whatever you're going to need throughout the day. Um, anything else from you, Rob? Uh, I don't know. I mean, the three thirty start time I think is better. Um, what was yes. it? last time it was a six thirty kickoff? Well, I think it, was, it, was, it might have been three thirty two. I don't know. Was it? That was homecoming. You know, you you might be right. No. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. It's just it, it's a fun day. Just go make the trip. Would be my big thing. Um, yeah. We did it last time. It was so fun. I, I got up at five o'clock in the morning from Little Virginia. Drove down there. You know, dropped my car off at the hotel. Took an Uber down to town of the quad. Was on the quad by seven thirty. It was so much fun. It, it's a weird experience because you can't really you can't really hear the show or anything like that. You know, they're broadcasting into the mics and every couple minutes, somebody, you know, a director would say, make noise. They do a mm-hmm. crowd shot. So it's a totally different experience than watching it, but it was so much fun. Um, <sighs> just being around all the students and seeing how much they were enjoying it and the yeah. signs and everything. But also like every time I turned around, I ran into somebody that we went to school with. Yeah, it was like a mini fun. reunion out mm-hmm. there on the quad. Um, it's really fun. If you think you, if you're on the fence about going, I cannot encourage you enough to make the trip. Um, it's just, it's a great, great day. And yeah. Such a, such a unique experience. Yeah. Those are my other two things to say. I mean, it is, it's such a fun, just celebration of JMU and everything we love. And, uh, you know, if you can, I, I think Rob and I will, will be down early Saturday again this year. Um, but the, don't forget, I mean, I don't know to the extent that anybody in Harrisonburg or, or local folks or students are listening to us. The stuff, you know, the bus welcome on Thursday and the show on Friday afternoon, if they do the college football live show this year, I know it's Maria instead of Sam now, but, you know, those are great opportunities too to really get up close and personal in a way that, you know, Saturdays were pretty nuts. So go do that. Um, one other thing you can do is if you, have a, if you don't have a parking, a parking pass, if you're not a season ticket holder, call a friend who has one and drop your cooler and drop your stuff early wherever you need it for tailgating after the show and get up there to the quad early. Um, it's totally worth getting there early. I mean, they do those early spots on the sports centers at seven and 8 AM where they come in with the crowd. So, I mean, the earlier, the better to get there. And then of course, on that same note, set your DVR. Um, yeah. The one thing I wish I still had is the, uh, I wish I had a, a copy of that college game day live show from Friday, which was, you know, that was the Desmond Howard, Sam Ponder show where they were just blown away by the JMU crowd. So if you get a chance to think about it early, go ahead and set that up for yourself this week. So, and Uber, take Uber people. Don't yes. take a drive after the game. That, yes. That's our old man warning, but there you it's, go. it's not worth it. Don't no. get in trouble. Have a good time, but be safe. So before we even get to O2, we do want to remind you again, we're brought to you tonight th- thrillingly by Pale Fire Brewing in Harrisonburg. And one thing, Big bonus for this weekend, and like Rob said, is uh, go by, mention Jamie's sports blog at Pale Fire Brewing, and you'll get a free Pale Fire pint glass. So, Rob, what's our overtime topic this week? Well, we were thinking, since this is such a great special um, yes. in Harrisonburg location, we were thinking back to kind of our favorite college bar specials back when we were students, and it all comes down to, you know, basically alpha versus alpha um gus's <laughs> what was it dollar 85 pitchers so, something i think they might have been 225 or something two, by the time i, I don't know whatever yeah. i remember i think happy hours from like 11 until 9 or something <laughs> like 11 a.m until 9 and right. it went up to like 225 at nine o'clock yeah. versus um dime drafts of of thursday night at jams which i don't even know what that is anymore that's this is like talking about dinosaurs for young students but 
You literally walked up, gave them a dollar, and they gave you 10 beers. You got like a waiter's tray of beers for you and your friends. <laughs> and these were not tiny beers. These were no. regular old, you know, cups of beer. Um, <sighs> so I don't know. I guess we could like, are we supposed to argue this out like Stephen A. Well, Smith style? I mean, I don't know. Or can what we is, just legitimately you... talk about how awesome they both were? They, they were both great. I have to say I was, um, I think I was the very end of Dime Draft. So you got a little more of that experience than I did. Yeah. Um, and if I remember correctly, it was Thursday nights. It was like happy hour was dime drafts. Yeah. And, and they always had quote unquote, like big music acts on Thursday. <laughs> but I think the price went up. Mr. Green Jeans. Like, yeah, Mr. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Puddle Duck, something. Yes. I mean, like, yes. like a fun band. Yes. But dime drafts was like to get you in there um, for like the first two hours. And then it bumped up to like 225 pitchers or something like that. Okay. But the Gus's thing was pretty much anytime you went you were drinking for ridiculously cheap. Yes. Augustus was my favorite. I, it's just a personal thing. I, I don't, I, I can't really argue. There's no arguing against Dime Drafts, but Dime Drafts was essentially like a giant fraternity party. Yeah. Right. I mean, just everyone was crazy and there was music and it was loud and you were waiting at the bar and it was a pain in the neck. Where Gus's, you could go on like Wednesday night with four of your buddies and enjoy yourself. You know, yeah. and are like, they'd have like some, local musician, including some of our friends, you know, in the upstairs part of Gus's, um, which became Dave's, which is now Jimmy Madison's or something. I don't know. I something. Don't know. Yeah, something downtown. But um, yeah, I always like that atmosphere, right? That not yeah. having to fight to get anywhere, you know. I'm with you. I, I'm a big, you know, give me a booth and pictures yeah. kind of person. Um, underrated aspect of Gus's too. You could also buy a deck of cards. Oh yeah, um, I forgot. Which about was that. which was more expensive than the beer, ironically. <laughs> yes. But they would sell you a deck of cards to play drinking games, which was always fun. And they were rather lax on the ID, I remember. I think rather is a it's a generous term. Yeah. I, that I was remember, the laxest place I've ever been in my life. Yes. Yeah. I went one time with like Varga, Holston, and Robertson, and I think we all used the same ID. Yeah. Like literally passing it under the table, like, no, no, I'm going to get a Coke. And then the waitress come back, like, change my mind. I'd like a beer. That's right. And we just passed the same ID. So I don't think you need, and the ID itself did not need to be of the same gender or race or ethnicity of any kind, right? No, <laughs> it, it was, was, it, was like, I mean, it was kind of a McLovin sort of thing. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I, I'm going to go with you. I really like Dime Drafts. It was kind of fun and chaotic and funny, but I was much more, um, Dave's was much more my scene. Yeah, plus, you could order Spinacobita. Yes, or, or a Junior <laughs> Cheeseburger. That's right. Um, so, Rob, do you want to take us out with the last few things here? Oh, yeah. What, I don't even remember. What we're going we to talk about a new, um, a new feature we're going to have people send us on the blog. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. We should ask uh, Bennett about this. Yeah. We were um, browsing the breeze recently this week, and it appears that darts and pats have died. So we would like to revitalize them. So yes. we'd invite everybody to send us your darts and pats to at jmusportsblog.com on Twitter, or you can email us at jmusportsblog at gmail.com or hit us up a uh, Facebook message. Yep. For those of you that don't know what darts and pats are, um, I have no idea what the heck originally started this thing, but it was basically a way to give like a shout out to something that was good in Jamie related culture. And that was a dart. Or no, that was, was a, a pat. That was a pat. Yes. And a dart was something that was bad. So it was like if you wanted to kind of shout, point out that something was, I guess you were wronged or something that annoyed you. Like darts were like venting and pats were like a shout out. So yeah, um, hit us up with those. We're going to try to do those on the podcast since it appears that that 
great tradition of JMU culture has died. Yeah. So we, we would love to bring back darts and pats. Hopefully we will prod the breeze to bring them back as well. Um, but we're happy to do old guy alum darts and pats as well. Yes. So, and then again, we've got that awesome t-shirt at breaking tea. Um, we put out a link on both Twitter and Facebook. We put it up again on the blog tonight. We will be tweeting that Facebooking that out this week. You do need to get your orders in tonight or tomorrow morning to get it by the weekend. Um, but we think it'll be a solid tea the rest of the season. And we probably, we've got a couple other ideas in the hopper already going forward with breaking tea. So we're really excited about that. Uh, we really appreciate everybody that's jumping on board with that. We've even got a thanks to our buddy, Ben Markowitz. We have a new JMU sports blog logo that will be adorning future t-shirts. So we're really excited about that. Um, and then, you know, follow us everywhere. We, we, uh, put stuff out this week, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, on the blog, of course. So everybody get ready to root. This is good. It's a long day Saturday. It is completely worth it. You will have plenty of time to tailgate between the end of game day. Who knows what Lee Corso is going to put on, how they're going to upstage his uh, James Matt, full James Madison costume from last time. Uh, Rob, you got any ideas on what Corso might do on the headgear selection? I have no idea. They're going to need to find some sort of like WWE type writers to yeah. upstage that. Well, I'm wondering if he might put the Wildcat head on just to turn the crowd this time, right? Eh, I mean, whatever. Would, uh, yeah. He wants to play heel. That's fine. <laughs> um, and I would love to, I mean, on, the, on that note, um, as, as our guest post uh, from last week mentioned, this is a great time to welcome Villanova fans. You know, one interesting thing from last game day was we were playing our, the hated Richmond Ticks last time. And obviously that engendered a lot of, <laughs> a, a lot of trash talk among the, 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 the residents of the Commonwealth uh, leading up to game day. We're playing Villanova this week. And, you know, Villanova's a great program, great school day. Have obviously won the national championship in basketball the last couple of years. I, I am left to wonder if Jay Wright won't make an appearance on the game day show at some point. Yeah, you're right. But uh, as our guest post last week said, this is a great time. I mean, a lot of for Villanova fans, and they do exist. Villanova football fans do exist. We promise. Um, this is a great opportunity for them, and, and we've already seen a few of them out um, online and stuff talking about how excited they are to make the trip and purchase their $150 tickets on the secondary market and make the trip for their chance to be on game day as well. And we just can't encourage everybody enough to be super welcoming to the fans and, and try our best to really take JMU's, you know, hold the door motto um, and, and extrapolate that out onto the, the way we are as a, as a fan base on game day. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, this, this really is a celebration of college football. Sure. Uh, JMU is lucky enough to be hosting it this weekend. That's how you got to treat it. It's a great opportunity for our school to get some recognition. But, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's just just be cool to it. Like, one of the best things about going to Frisco and yeah. going back even to, like, that West Virginia game at FedEx a couple sure. years ago, it's, it's fun to interact with other fans. Um, I really hope there's a lot of Villanova fans there. I do too. Obviously I don't want, like, I don't want all the signs to be anti JMU. I want to be JMU folks. Right, right. I do want to interact uh, with some other fans and I really hope that people welcome them with open arms and, and put a positive light on JMU and, and give them such a great experience that we were there. You know, it's a very special place for most of us that are alums. Um, I felt welcome from day one and I really hope that other fans feel that this weekend if they show up. That's exactly right. And uh, 
And more than anything, we hope that we will be back with you next week when JMU may have broken the all-time CAA record for consecutive conference victories. Yeah. <laughs> so It's a big week. It's a yep. big week. Rob, have a good week. I will see you real at the uh, some oh dark thirty on a Saturday morning. Yeah, I'll see you then. All right. All Hopefully, right. we meet a lot of you this week and um, hit us up on the tailgate or meet us at Pale Fire after the game. Sure thing. Go Dukes. All right.